You're listening to a special episode of A Tiny Revolution brought to you by Beloved Arise. Beloved Arise is the first and only LGBTQ youth group for youth of faith in the entire world. And this Friday, June 4th, they're going to be releasing their first album called Serenade, Songs for the Beloved, Volume 1. To learn more about that, please go to belovedarise.org slash serenade and to listen to an exclusive track early stay tuned after this episode to hear one of those incredible tracks that i swear is going to make you cry uh thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show ella k sharp on the line on the ones and twos what's good my friend I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm thrilled that you're here. Your song on the album, first of all, is beautiful and gorgeous and lovely. Thank and you. also, your voice is like this delicious. You're, I mean, like you're on the low end of of uh, mm-hmm. of, of a feminine register of an AFAB mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. um, anyways, let me not gush over you first. Actually, let me start off by asking, who are you? How did you get, like, who are you? What song did you write on the album? And, well, actually, who are you? How do you identify right now? Uh, And what song did you write? We'll start there. Okay. My name is Ella Sharp. I use she, her pronouns. I identify as bi, maybe pan. I don't know. Somewhere around there. It's a fluid thing. Yeah, it really is. Um, And I wrote My Delight, which Mm. is the eighth track on the album. And I'm very excited about it. <laughs> it's so yummy because your song is really like this, this love letter from spirit mm-hmm. to the listener. And honestly, mm-hmm. like you don't even have to be a queer person to listen to it and like totally have your world rocked out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So tell me that about was that. The... Yeah, I think that like for the longest, for I, it's a daily struggle and practice of mine to remind myself that I am inherently beloved Mm. is something that I have, you know, like, I think that everyone has to do, you know, all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think it's something that with my like, particular, particular set of identities that I hold, I have to really remind myself every single day. Um, And that's just kind of what I wanted to convey. I wrote this song actually for the launch party of mm-hmm. Beloved Arise um, when June was like, hey, I have this idea for an organization called Beloved Arise. And I was like, that sounds cool. And he's like, write a song. And I was like, okay. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? I'll, I'll totally <laughs> yeah. do that. Oops, yeah, it's a fun little ditty. Um, it's it's just kind of poppy and fun. And, yeah, and, that's kind and of something fun. something that I, I noticed, I swear to God, if this effing camera tells me one more thing that I don't want to know. This is like the running joke on this on this podcast because I'm learning how to use yeah. this new camera and this new system. And she just want Mercury and Lemonade. Anyways, getting back on topic. Um, a theme that's kind of come up in a couple conversations, you know, not to like, I mean, we're not sh- blowing smoke up June's ass by any stretch. But what's so <laughs> yeah. wonderful I think about June is like the vision he had for this and that it was executed well. So like, I just want to say like, I'm really glad that we have June. I just want to like give mm-hmm. him his flowers while he's alive. You know what I'm saying? We, we mm-hmm. don't appreciate the people who create these spaces nearly enough. Cause like, especially June, he really doesn't make it about himself at all. He's made it right. 100% yep. 
about keeping queer youth alive. Yes. And and June is like the the perfect balance of he's visionary and detail oriented. He can oh, do both. Yes. Like and that that is a skill that not everyone has and it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. You're talking you're talking to you're talking to the visionary who needs a personal assistant, honestly. <laughs> that's that's me as well. It's yeah. So he is the he is a superstar. He can do mm-hmm. both. He's superhuman. Yeah. It's amazing. When you were um when you when he approached you to say like, hey, not just like for this one time launch party, but like what do you think about like adding this song to the first album? What did you think? What, you know, what, what went through your mind? Actually, it's funny. I was the one who pinged him about it. I was I said like this is a thing and I didn't I I don't really knew know what I thought the album was going to be. I was just like I want to be part of it. Can I be part of it? And he was like, "Well, yeah, I was going to reach out to you." And so that's just kind of how it was. Yeah, I just kind of great had, minds, had, baby. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I had had like I had known it was in the works and so I wanted to to, I jumped on that real quick. Yeah. Did you think it was actually going to happen? Because when June told me, I honestly was not convinced. Because something like this hasn't really been done before. At least it hasn't been mm-hmm. done well. In my Right. Well, now, that's not to say that it doesn't exist. It's not out there like floating in some small circle somewhere. But there's right. nothing that's well known right now that like mm-hmm. that's, that exists like it. Right. Yeah. I had no idea. I just like, I just knew I wanted to sing and I wanted to be part of it. And I was like, however that happens, I'll be, mm-hmm. I'll be happy, you know? And then he was like, oh, you're going to fly down to feet or uh, fl- freaking Flagstaff. And I was like, oh, so this is like legit. This mm-hmm. is like serious. And then, you know, uh, yeah. So. It's just so wonderful. So I want to, I want to know for you, like, if you don't mind me asking, like, what's a little, like, oh, yeah. what's, what's your story? Like, you know, how did, uh, um, I assume possible former worship leader. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's so. Yeah. Tell me about that. Is that where you got your start in church? Um. Actually, it's funny. My uh. My parents were like, they started. <laughs> they went to church because they wanted a community for me when I was like two. They weren't Christian, like when they met, um, mm. or religious at all. Like my dad, he worked for Greenpeace, and my mom was an artist at like the super like hippy dippy folk center in Seattle, like this festival. Yeah. They're like super like stoner, cool people. And they just wanted a community for me. And so they like came to church and my mom didn't even know that it was a Christian church. She like the pastor went up there and she, I don't know how that happened. I don't know. (laughs) It's called a church. Like I don't know. They were probably stoned. They probably thought it was like a, like a unitarian, like useless thing. Um, Probably because they had some weird, they had some weird name, like open, open church. Crossroads Church. Something like that. Exactly. And my mom was like, Dad, he's holding a Bible. What the hell? And then... (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, they they actually became Christian. I just grew up in that church and then um, Mm -hmm. started, you know, was... I hate to say this because every musician fucking says this, but like, Mm -hmm. sorry, I have a potty mouth, but I was singing before I was born. You know, I just was. And then I started singing in the like worship band for the mm-hmm. the kids there and then just kept making music like in church and outside of church and just kind of I always knew that music was what I wanted to do so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so as you got older um was there a point in which it was like okay well like 
I'm queer, so this is a problem for me because you can't be, apparently you can't be a queer and a worship leader. I know, insane. Um, I actually, I, it, I was one of those like really passionate allies for a long time. Yes, and, passionate yeah, ally! Heavy quotes around that. Yo, um, they're real. And like, mm-hmm, yeah, and I, <laughs> and I was very lucky enough um, and blessed, this is not, you know, that this was, uh, my parents, like when they were Christian, they never, from their backgrounds, like like queerness and faith was never, mm-hmm. they were never at odds with each other, you know, right. like, like or whatever. Um, so I was very blessed to grow up in that, um, mm-hmm. you know, like mindset. But uh, I didn't come out to anyone until like two years ago, something like that. And so oh, I just was like, yeah. well, because there was a lot of like compulsive heterosexuality, you know, like of heteronormativity course. going on. And mm-hmm. like, like I realized that I was like, you know, you go back in life and then you're like, oh yeah, I didn't want to be friends with her. That yeah. was like super gay. You know? yeah. And also like just to, <laughs> to, just to define a term for people who might not understand, could yeah. you tell when you say compulsory heterosexuality, what do you mean exactly? Thank you, I can't, I can't. I. I, my theory is no I, I do the same um, thing I talk over at people's heads all the time so this is like right just like just kind of like society straight is the cishet is the default and so when I'm operating through life like I didn't even realize that the feelings I had were for like other women and mm-hmm. other people who don't identify as male you know um were queer i didn't know that i just thought they were like i really wanted mm-hmm. to be their friend until later i'm like no 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 i really had a crush on her you know like yeah or there was um, like something about their personhood that was just like oh i'm that too i actually yeah. had a, i had a friend of mine uh in middle school named chris and then we mm-hmm. re- reconnected on facebook a couple years ago and yeah we were like back in the, looking back on both of us we were both just you know right <laughs> um yeah. and, and then looking, I was like, now it's just like, oh yeah, look at us, like, yeah, we're all mm-hmm. there. Same. I told, yeah, no, go ahead. Mm-mm. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, I told my best friend, and I was all like really anxious and scared, and she was like, "Bitch, you had a Pinterest board called Pretty Girls in Middle School. We've all just been waiting for you to tell us. Like, we know." <laughs> like, <laughs> and it didn't even occur yeah. to you until much mm-hmm. later that that was even a possibility. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yes. so while I was worship leading in church. I just thought I was a passionate ally. And then, you know, mm. after I left that church, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm still like technically contracted mm. there as a, um, as a technician, but I never really had those two things mm. butting heads, which I am very grateful for and very blessed mm-hmm. um, that I was never kicked out because of that. Right. That's, yeah. and that's like such a, that's a story that people still need to hear too, mm-hmm. is that, yeah. Not all parents, not all churches um, do that. Like, I know mm-hmm. for me, like, it was a real... At t- first, when I came out, when I got outed when I was uh, mm-hmm. 13, you know, my parents' response initially was, we're going to send you to ex-gay therapy, and that's what I did. Um, mm. And then you fast forward. Oh. oh, yeah, it was pretty bad. You know, that's the little thing. I'm so sorry. Me too. Yeah. But I will say, like, you know... My mother now, like explaining to her what happened in those spaces, she's like, she's mm-hmm. like, had I known, I would have never done that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it just goes to show, like, parents can change, parents can mm-hmm. grow, and parents even from the jump can be really supportive of their of their children if they if they just have the space to do it. 
I think a lot of parents yeah. are just afraid of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is such a thing. And that's such a colonial, like, whitewashed Say notion. That. It's horrifying. And it's so sad. And it's like, yeah, don't, you know, being afraid of the Bible more than loving their kids. And that just breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. And, it, But yeah. like, and, but that it, when I, we think about it, it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're afraid for your child's eternal soul. Yep. Mm-hmm. You will do anything and everything to keep them from burning forever. Even if mm-hmm. what they, you know, even if like, you know, it's, they say, no, this is like, you know, we were all traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. Our parents too. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. It Grace and compassion is Yeah. Hard. It's it, one of those things. Yeah. I always say like, it's, it, we, when I look at those things, I can't look at my, I, I see my mother and I say like, yeah, you were doing your best and, you know, your best still hurt me. And that is something mm-hmm. I can still continue to heal from. Those things, I, I still love them my, both. Yes. Yeah. My mother is not the same woman she was 15 years ago. And thank mm-hmm. God for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even I'll say like the landscape of faith, even in the past five years, really, mm-hmm. um, has shifted. What is something mm-hmm. that you've noticed like within like, the cultural sphere around queerness and faith. What have you noticed? Yeah. Um, it's weird. I, I, I'm located and grew up in Seattle and what, you know, occupied mm. Duwamish territory. Uh, and we, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm sorry. My words are like, you're fine. I, <laughs> you know, there's, there's in the church and spaces that I grew up in, um, they were never at odds. And I, again, like mm. I said, I'm very grateful for that. And I, I feel like I don't have a lot of context for the broader, like, mm. country. It's like, it's like I don't yeah. have the trauma. Yeah. And I acknowledge how mm. freaking privileged that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. And that, that's a blessing. And so I don't really have context for that. But I do think that, like, things are... I mean, at, at least queer people are being addressed in the church and are that is becoming in, in more yeah. and more healthy ways and more and more holistic ways. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed things um, evolve, but also I'm really young still. So I don't really also mm. like, I, I don't, I don't How really. How old are you? I'm 22. I just turned 22. Whoa, so un petit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I honestly, I, I really don't know. So no, sorry. no, please uh, do not be sorry. For, like, you don't know what you don't know. And right. I don't care. Like, that's actually the correct answer is I'm not sure. See, everyone, this is like, I just want to say out loud, like, this is not embarrassing. This is yeah. how we should always answer. And I think a lot of people feel afraid of like not having, mm-hmm. this is a perfect, you know, God, this is how I know that I am a former evangelical preacher. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything's a sermon illustration. It's just like, how often do we think that we have to have the right answer? Mm-hmm. You know? All the time. And it's mm-hmm. infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Even when we know that we're free. Even when we know that we don't need to. Even when we know that God's not expecting us to perform. God's just expecting us to experience. Mm-hmm. You know? God's actually yeah. not... Here's another thing. God is not expecting anything of us. Oh, not at all. God and ex- that's amazing it's lovely and it's terrifying at the same time like it's liberating Mm -hmm. and terrifying at the same time yeah and kind of like what your song is is talking about over and over again is like trying to get the listener to get just like 
you've got to get it into your head. Like, mm-hmm. I love you because I love you because I love you. Because mm-hmm. that's who I am. Yeah. You know? And that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's enough. It's more than enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is, how, you know, just as like a queer person of faith now, like I know that like we've all kind of had like these evolving definitions and like how we do it, but like how would you, how would you describe your spiritual practice or spirituality right now? Mm. I think I would identify I, I I'm scared of the word Christian because of all the connotations of it but mm-hmm. I also think you know that is the path I mean it's it's still a word and a title that I like tend to gravitate towards because I think that there needs to be a lot of variety like I want like I want there to be a variety of what the word Christian can mean you know what I mean yes like, okay I want other into perspectives. this right yeah Oh, no, no. yeah, yeah. Like, I I don't, because I remember once when I was, like, 13, and I was talking to a friend at school, and he, you know, we were just chatting about all kinds of different things, and he, it came up that I, like, and he stopped, and he looked at me, and he went, but you're cool. (laughs) And that was... You're a Christian, (laughs) but you're cool. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, huh. So I, this is kind of, I'm I'm like a, like a secret agent here, you know, like I want to be able to have, um, that there, there, there's not one way to be like Christian. And I I don't subscribe to a lot of the theology that is, Mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote Christian, but I, I love Jesus. And I think that, um, that's just an easy, the easiest term to kind of like Mm -hmm. holistically, fall under gosh can i tell you same same it's like i have you know i grew up evangelical i had all these ideas about who god was that all got blown up but it got blown up because there was something better you know Mm -hmm. it's not even that it blew up it really just it was like a plant that overgrew its own Mm. environment and i had to i had i couldn't be in a pot inside Mm -hmm. of a inside of a hot house i need put me up in the forest yeah i love Um, that and There's so that's so much more. Yeah. And then like, what's so cool is like now I'm seeing like, you know, to use that plant metaphor, like I see where I got pollinated. I see where I got these ideas. I see where it all came in. And now I'm seeing like mm-hmm. other people's, you know, flowers, other people like starting to like blossom. And I think that's like the power of our stories. That's the power mm-hmm. of being able to stand boldly in yourself and not shrink yourself or prune yourself yeah sure yeah. there are things that need pruning but All it ain't time. but it ain't that blossom baby you mm-hmm. don't prune the blossom you prune the things yep. that are no longer necessary Ooh, come on somebody yep you yep. do mm-hmm. like you look at the plant and say okay these leaves are yellowing i'm still sending energy this is this is how pruning works see i'm a little bit of a horticulturist i love that i love um, that but like when a, when a plant's leaves are yellowing, it's actually a good idea to, to prune those because then it's not having to keep that area of the plant alive anymore. Mm-hmm. And it can redirect that energy, that nutrients into a different mm-hmm. plant. My elephant ears all but died except for like one leaf until new growth yep. started. Mm-hmm. And now it has like 18 new leaves, no death. Like the chlorophyll is fresh and new. Also, mm-hmm. it, is, it is wild to me that I can co- throw dirt and water together and something grows mm-hmm. i know god water water and dirt ass. water and yeah. dirt made that plant i know it's amazing it's and also nature blows my mind <sighs> yeah 
And I think that's the that's to me like I am somebody who like I try to say like you know I have one I have a, a wonder filled spirituality. I'm just mm-hmm. in wonder of every at everything. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Like the more that I learn about God and spirit and whatever, the more I realize I don't know about mm-hmm. it. And that's it, it. It's cool. God is just such a badass. And like the more you know, it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. The more that you yeah. And I think that's where I think I would love. I want. I think spirituality and just uh, even the Christian faith, like needs to head needs to head is like, you know, God's not something out there or something you'll experience when you're dead. God mm-hmm. is, God is not even a relationship. God is a reality yeah. that you yeah. can accept or not. Mm-hmm. God's yeah. that's a ugh. And, that's and what, even if you don't know that you've accepted, like, like there's God in everything. Even if on. you don't know, you know, like, even if you don't know that that, that love that you have is spirit, even if you don't recognize it as spirit, you my know? My, Oh. Sorry, it's like, continue. I didn't no, mean to interrupt. Please, <laughs> no, this is what co- podcasts are all about. Like, keep... okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think that's, like, a big shift, too, from seeing God as this person or thing or angry man who's going to punish us mm-hmm. and seeing god as the love that we share between us seeing yeah. god as all of the mechanisms that make it possible to for us to communicate clearly with one another which is mm-hmm. breath musculature and and mm-hmm. and uh and training uh and our brains and, and and sound waves uh and your ears picking up those sound waves and then going into your brain and immediately rendering these things into meaning in real time mm-hmm. yep it's it's yeah i noticed i think i actually you were in our little rebel group when i was talking Mm. about this and i had said something like when i enter a space that has holy energy like when i enter into a holy space i physically feel that Mm -hmm. and it's something that i've had to like it's it's just it's amazing and like i i know that if i actually focus my energy i could probably find that everywhere but there are like some Mm -hmm. spaces where like there's mm-hmm. just so much holy static energy going through, mm-hmm. you know, flowing yeah. through everywhere. Yeah. And that's and that's exactly it. Is if we train ourselves to notice the holy mm-hmm. moments, They're like whenever we come into the present moment, I think mm-hmm. that's like because like of course in miracles would say that this is the only time that actually exists. God exists. Yeah. The only time in which God, in God's timelessness, intersects with the temporal where we are is us, mm-hmm. is now. Yes. God's praxis o- to be the evangelical like you know like, mm-hmm. praxis faith yeah yeah god is yeah. only right here and so when i can remember like whenever i am worried whenever i start freaking out about stuff and i notice myself starting to worry i actually ask myself it's i think it's usually like i think it's god in me my higher self is just like where are you because you're not here. Mm. Your mind is mm-hmm. thinking of the future. Your mind mm-hmm. is dwelling on the past and coloring mm-hmm. this present moment. Did you see those? And when I come back, I look like I'll be driving my car and I'll look around. And I'm like, oh, I've never noticed X, Y, and Z things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so important. Like, yeah, mindfulness is a practice that I constantly have to force mm-hmm. myself to get into because I dissociate a lot um, yeah. mm-hmm. because of, yeah. And that is just like because of trauma and other yeah. things. I'm dissociated all the time, and so like trying to physically can you get have, into my body. Yeah, can we yeah. say can we define that term as well? Yes. Just yeah, yeah, when yeah, you yeah, say yeah. dissociation, what does that mean for you? It's kind of like um, a mental state 
where I'm just completely not in my body, Mm -hmm. um, where either I'm sometimes I'm like looking up down at my body. It's, it's a trauma response. And so when Mm -hmm. I need to like, it's a, it comes from protection. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you're protecting yourself. So like, if I'm, I'm like looking down at my body, but I'm not actually in my body Mm -hmm. or like, if I'm trying like taking a shower, like I see the water and I see it and I see myself, you know, Mm-hmm. touching the faucet but i don't feel it you know mm-hmm. i'm just I, it's, it's or like, i'm like driving and i'm yeah it's like your body's on autopilot your body is yes. currently here but your mind has checked out mm-hmm. yes entirely and and, just, and yeah. you're right it is it's something that i've experienced too i went to um and other people might experience this as like that that kind of feeling like where you feel really shut down mm-hmm. or where you know that you're in the room and someone's mm-hmm. doing mean something mean or something triggers you and you're just blank i'm going to turn Mm -hmm. off my emotions because i can't handle them when they come in Mm -hmm. and people have told me that my emotions or my feelings or how who i am is not welcome in this space is not safe in this space so i better protect myself so that i don't get hurt more yep exactly and And it's yeah inviting myself to be to remind myself that i'm safe and to come back into my body and to just be fucking mindful because you're so right. That's where spirit is and that's where presence is. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think I think what I'm excited and I love about Serenade and the entire album in mm-hmm. general is for many people, the entryway into presence um, mm-hmm. has been music. That's how, that's mm-hmm. our training ground. And also like this is something that is prevalent across different um, religious denominations. The singing of songs as in group, you know, yeah. in Hindu, in Buddhism, and you know, mm-hmm. Eastern tradition, they call it kirtan. Yeah. You know, in uh, in the South, we call it hymns. You know, and uh, yeah. and it's like the theory I have is just like it's just like music is magic. Music mm-hmm. can be a powerful medicine because it gets past the ego. Like music and poetry speak to the thing that is yep eternal within us. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, why yeah. it's so powerful. It's intrinsic, and mm-hmm. there's and it's also like physical. You mm-hmm. you physically feel music. It it or the rhythms and everything just like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That wasn't very eloquently stated, but I just I'm trying to say like like we embody music and music embodies us, and mm-hmm. that is just yeah. It's and that's so why it can important. be used as a tool for healing. When we recognize that, like, at least for many of us, like, we, I've ha- I've talked to people about their experiences in the church before, where it's like, well, what, what, what was I feeling when I was mm-hmm. in church? What was actually happening to me or with me? And I'm like, yeah. I can't verify what's actually happening, but my theory is that you actually felt God. Mm-hmm. That maybe yeah. God was actually in that space, How, albeit imperfect. But I really do believe... I know exactly what you're... Yeah. It's that feeling where, like... Yeah. uh, How is it that, like, you know... What, like, my theory is, like, you know... Much like in certain other practices, like, we, you know, create a container for the experience. We have the experience Mm -hmm. and then we close the container or we send the energy back out. And the same thing that, like, happens in church. Like, you know, it's just that the container is, like... You know, if you're in an evangelical Pentecostal space, like I came from you know worship leaders are some of the most gifted practitioners of energy to be mm-hmm. honest oh they, absolutely 
and I don't know how they do it. It's just, it's, it's one of the, it's a kind of a, I don't want to say it's an intuitive skill because I think it can be developed, but mm-hmm. like music is just an access point for these people and they are able to usher other people into that same presence because mirror neurons are a thing, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. So oh, when yeah. someone else yep. is having that moment on stage or someone else is worshiping there, then like, it's very likely that you pick up on what they're experiencing because you are a sympathetic creature. Yeah. You know, and so we pick yeah. up on mm-hmm. that. We bring mm-hmm. it in. The energy is moving. We're starting to hear. But then at the same time, if we've been trained to feel guilty, you know, if we've been trained to look for sin in every single part of us, mm-hmm. then those experiences turn from a moment where we can connect with presence to a moment where we're just thinking about how horrible we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're being emotionally manipulated. It's such a fine line. You know, mm-hmm. and like I just think about those cry nights at like church camp. Oh, like, yeah. Night at church camp. And it's like, those are so scary. But, you know, you're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But like learning how to channel it and into a sacred safe space is so mm-hmm. important. Yes. Mm-hmm. And something yeah. that I love about um, just this this album in general is I think that Oh, this album, and so it's it's not technically a it's not a worship album. Um, yeah. It's not one of these. It's not an album that you're going to listen to it and be like, "Oh my God, I want to get up and praise Jesus." Mm-hmm. It is an album from divine from from soul to soul. It's a love letter. It's a love letter. I think mm-hmm. more than say, anything else. Say more. Just oh, just like you know something that I think because I've been in in volunteering with Beloved Little Rise for like a minute for the since the beginning and something that is really nice about um, rebel and the youth group is that like, we so try to instill in the youth that their queerness is not, is a gift and queerness is representative of God's creativity um, and not anything else. You know, Mm -hmm. you're just another expression of, of holiness of, of spirit. And I think that's what, this record is really don't worry i'm still intentionally here. oh no you're good um is really intentional about trying to do is you know use that medium of music to instill that that mm-hmm. firm affirmation and belief that you are so fucking beloved beyond your imagination your wildest dreams and i mean i just hope that we're able to do that you know because, you know, you can say it, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm beloved, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But, like, as we were saying, you know, music is such a holy, intrinsic thing mm-hmm. that I hope that this instills that in a way that that these youth and mm-hmm. everyone will be able to understand mm-hmm. and really, really identify with and feel. Mm-hmm. Oof. You gave me chills all over my yeah! I gave Kevin Garcia chills. <laughs> oh, listen, let me tell you, listen, when the whole, when, when the holy is there, like mm-hmm. when the shit slaps, baby, you know what I'm yep. saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I like you so much, Ella K. <gasps> Sharp. I like you so much. You want to be Kevin friends? Kevin Garcia? Yes. Nice. Please. Perfect. <laughs> that would be lovely. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful for your Thank contribution you. to this album. Um, if you're listening to this when it's coming out, uh, this one I believe is coming out this coming Sunday, so your your episode two. Um, Yay! 
And um, the album drops June 5th. That is this coming Friday. Fourth, right? June fourth? 4th? I believe it's June 5th. I think let's it's the 4th. Oh. Let's oh, no. Everyone, let's check the let's check the Google Doc. Hold on. While you do while you do that, I'm gonna let the cat out because she's yelling at my door right now. Really she's quick. just got some feelings, you know. She just she, has... she never shuts up. I love her so much, but she's very loud. Beloved Arise. Serenade or slash serenade. So this is this is a good time, everyone. This is what you can do. You can go to belovedarise.org. Dot, yes, belovedarise.org slash serenade. And you know what you write. It's June 4th. Oh, yeah. You write. You write. I think. I mean, you were right, though, because you said Friday. I think that is a Friday. That is a Friday. It's this coming oh, Friday, June 4th, not right. June 5th. Um, get your shit together. Uh, listen to it. And when, I, when we're telling you it's going to make you cry in the best way, we're not joking. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so nope. healing. If you are a queer person, a non queer mm-hmm. person, a, mm-hmm. a youth group kid, a former youth group kid, a present youth group kid. Or if, if you've never even heard of God before, it'll still make you cry. <laughs> yeah, even if you've, even if you swear that you've never had a spiritual experience in your life, this one might give it to you. Mm-hmm. And also, I would like to argue that everyone has had a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. You just didn't know it. Yep. Anytime that you were in awe of a sunrise or a sunset, anytime mm-hmm. you were out in the forest and mm-hmm. you just felt calm, when you went to the ocean, you said, "Damn, that's beautiful." When mm-hmm. you saw, you know, when when you saw a baby get born dead, or like when you see a fresh baby and you're just like, fuck, yeah, wow. a fresh baby and it's Seriously. still all gooey and gross. Yeah. And it's just like, how is that beautiful? But yet it is. That's God. All of it. Yeah. When you looked at, like when you said something kind to yourself rather than something mm-hmm. shitty to yourself, that's God. Ugh. Sometimes when you just start crying for no apparent reason, that's God. Yeah. Also, Kevin, that, I don't know if you know, I don't even know if you know anything about Frederick Beekner, the theologian, mm, but tell me more. so much, well, he's, he is just very, I mean, I'm assuming he, he died a million years mm. ago and he, so that's what I'm going to give to him right now, but mm. you know, um, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, a lot of what, there's a passage that I like a lot that is pretty much word for mm-hmm. word what you just said. I'm going to send it to you because oh, it's nice. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. I like you. I love it so much. Um, I can't wait to see you when I'm in Seattle. Um, yeah, I know. This is going to be great. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Oh, fuck. Pardon me. I shouldn't what say... F- I just remembered that the person who had like the space in Seattle called me last week, and I haven't called them back because... Who, <gasps> who doesn't just email somebody? <laughs> Don't call me. Oh, um, no, yeah. Also... I, I will not pick up for my mother, for my partner, for anybody you have to let me know you're going to call first or I will ignore. Yeah, if I don't, and like, I think, uh, anyways, yeah. I will call her back so I can get this thing on. on. <laughs> oh, this is what happens when you say yes to too many things and you're doing it all yourself. But guess what? We're not here to complain. We're here to say wonderful things and be wonderful people. And I cannot wait to see you in Seattle. I cannot I wait uh, for the album. It's beautiful. Everyone, please go click the link in the description of this video and mm-hmm. or the show notes of this podcast to listen to it. And if you want to hear Ella's song before it actually, actually, yeah, if you want to hear it before it comes out, you can hear uh, her track on a Tiny Revolution podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Ella, before we hang up, please tell humans where yeah. they can find you across the web, etc. Yes, I post covers on YouTube, just Ella Sharp. I'm on Instagram at uh, at Ella Cat Sharp K A T like 
short mm-hmm. uh, cat like with a K. Um, and I have a bad record on Spotify that I made when I was 13, no, 17, and it's called I Smell Thunder. And so that's, but I'm putting out more in the future, so. No, way to keep that old stuff up though, because (laughs) it's, uh, that's brave. I look at some back of my old YouTube videos and I'm like, I mean, it's not bad. But it's, yeah, I know. Sometimes I keep it up just because like, it's hilarious. You know, it's like, oh, that's who I was at one point. Yeah, and, and honestly, if you're not horrified it. by if you're not horrified by yourself five years ago, I don't think you're doing it right. I know. Oh, for sure. That yeah. where's the growth? Yeah, uh, I've got uh, I've got nothing else going on, so I'm just gonna stop. Don't you know I'm 